You're listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as Dr. David Klingler walks us through God's Word and teaches the Bible. Each episode has a study guide available in the show notes. This is Teach Me the Bible podcast. Well, welcome, everyone. Well, I'm glad you're back with us to our Teach Me the Bible podcast. My name is Tim Webb, and I'm here with David Klingler. And uh, David, as we begin, just always want to remind people, along with each episode, we offer a study guide for their continued growth. And you can get that study by either downloading the Teach Me the Bible app or by visiting our website at teachmethebiblepodcast.com. Also, if you visit our website, we have daily devotionals, and so David's lined some things out there for you Tuesday through Friday with blog posts. Also, a Q&A with David if you have questions for him, uh, theological questions or anything about the Bible, uh, please please uh, send in a question. He'd love to dialogue with you about that. Always, uh, as well, we want to encourage you to join with us. This is not to replace your time uh, with your pastor and the local church body. We want to encourage uh, that time of gathering together, that's vital, it's essential, it's a part of what we teach from God's Word and what we see in, in God's Word, people gathering together. So, David, as we join in, uh, you want to bring us up to speed our last time we were walking through James? Yeah, we, we have finished James chapter 3, we're into James chapter 4, uh, and uh, but James's uh, you know, message, argument continues. He's just mm-hmm. uh, going right, right along, uh, he is ended with this, uh, uh, you know, who is wise uh, and has understanding, let him show it by his his good uh, behavior in, in his works and his deeds done in gentleness mm-hmm. of wisdom. Um, and, and so, uh, as we, uh, we talked about back in uh, in chapter uh, uh, chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, uh, these Jews have returned to a theology that says, if I do the law, mm-hmm. then I'll be blessed. Uh, and by blessed, uh, you know, I will be blessed Physically, financially, and and uh, and if this theology—if you know—you see your brother over there in suffering and going through whatever uh, afflictions or tribulations or trials, uh, you assume that they're under the judgment. They, they they're mm-hmm. not following the law. They're not serving the Lord, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and so, of course, that's the wrong theology. And this right. is what uh, James has has argued. Uh, that uh, you know, if you're keeping the law, then you're caring for orphans and widows. If you're keeping the law, you're not being partial. Um, you, you know, and, and so you guys are the rich man walks in and you show impartiality. The poor man walks in, you show impartiality. That's not law keeping. And right. so the whole logic train kind kind of breaks down. I keep the law, therefore I'm blessed. He says you don't keep the law, therefore how you're defining blessing isn't a it's just a wrong result yeah. a result yeah. of it in yeah. fact uh that's just your lust yeah. your, your your lust your desire for stuff is what's driving you mm-hmm. uh and it's also driving you to judge your brother and so chapter 4 verse 1 what is the source of the quarrels and conflicts among you is it uh not the source of your uh pleasures that wage war against your members you lust and do not have and so you commit murder and you are envious and cannot obtain so you fight and quarrel you do not have because you do not ask, and you ask and do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives so that you may spend it on your pleasures. You adulteresses. Uh, notice that he's uh, he's used this 
murder and adultery. Both of those were back mm-hmm. in uh, uh, in uh, in the uh, chapter uh, chapter two mm-hmm. uh, when he says, uh, "You show partiality; you're committing sin." This is in chapter two, verse nine. You're convicted of the law's transgressor. For whoever keeps the whole law yet stumbles in one point has become guilty of all of it. For he who says, do not commit adultery, also said, do not commit murder. But if you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you become a transgressor of the law. So act and so speaks of those who will be judged by the law of liberty. His point is, if you violate any of the law, you violate it at all. And so you're not a doer of the law. You're actually a being judged by the law. And so he's... <laughs> He said, you have wrong motives. Uh, you, you fight and quarrel because of the lust that's driving you. That's back from chapter one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're adulteresses uh, because uh, you uh, are friends with the world. Do you not know that friendship with the world is hostility towards God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. And uh, there's so much here that that sounds like the gospels, <clears throat> what Jesus was teaching. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, back in uh, in Luke Chapter uh, chapter sixteen, um, Luke is uh, is recording Jesus's words. Uh, in chapter fifteen, he tells this story of the prodigal son. Uh, chapter sixteen, he turns and and teaches his disciples and the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, were listening to these things and scoffing at him. That's chapter yeah. sixteen, verse fourteen. 14. But right right before that passage, right before that verse. Uh, Jesus makes the point. He's teaching his disciples. He makes the point. If therefore, uh, you know, he says, if if uh, whoever has been faithful in a very small thing will be faithful in much. And mm-hmm. If therefore you have not uh, been faithful in the use of unrighteous mammon, mm-hmm. who will entrust true riches to you? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own? You cannot serve two masters, for either one will hate the one and love the other, or he will hold on to the one and despise the other. You cannot uh, serve God and money. Mm-hmm. Now, the Pharisees, who were lovers of money, were listening to these things and scoffing at him. <laughs> and so he said, you are those who justify yourselves in the sight of men. But God knows your heart. For that which is highly esteemed among men is detestable in the sight of God. That which is highly esteemed mm-hmm. among men is, is unrighteous mammon. It's, uh, you know, it's money. Um, uh, the law and the prophets were proclaimed until John since then. The gospel of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone's trying to force his way into it. But it's easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of the law to fail. For everyone who divorces himself and marries another commits adultery. There's the uh, adultery again. In other words, mm-hmm. uh, what they're doing here is they they have divorced themselves from God. They've attached themselves to the love of money, uh, and they become adulteresses, right? And, mm-hmm. and James is doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You have rejected the Lord. You're not loving your brother. You're showing partiality. You're committing adultery. Mm-hmm. You 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 love something other than the other Lord. Than you God. become an adulterer. <clears throat> so um, so they ask and they don't receive, so that they can spend it on themselves. And and of course, this goes back also to Deuteronomy chapter 15 that uh, that this one would be blessed when they care for the poor among them. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, that you see your brother in need. Um, James would say it in hunger and thirst and nakedness and lack of things. And when you see him, you help him, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, uh, in chapter 15, it's you lend to them sufficient for their lack. At the end of the seven years, it's the— It's forgiven. Yeah, the year where the debt's forgiven. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that, that loan becomes a gift. Right. Uh, and now all of a sudden, if what motivates your heart in seeing your brother in need is care for your brother, that's good. 
you'll be blessed for that. Mm-hmm. But if it's concerned that you're not going to get your stuff back, right. <laughs> then, <laughs> then you ask and do not receive because you're you're not concerned about your brother. You're concerned it's about yourself. You, and, yeah. and, you know, in chapter 15, if your motivation for caring for your brother is so that you'll be blessed— that's the wrong motivation. It's the it's the same thing here. And so you ask and don't receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you will send it on, uh, spend it on your pleasures. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know. And so, uh, uh, so therefore, God gives greater grace. He gives grace, uh, but uh, says God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. They have put themselves against the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, they've opposed uh, the Lord by being proud. Therefore. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. It's double-minded is how the New American Standard translated mm-hmm. it. It's double-souled. You, um, it's the. It, it goes back to chapter one. It's it's double-souled. The one that's it's tossed to and, and fro. Yeah, for you know the like the waves of the sea. You know you're you're double-minded. You're double. You're double-souled. Uh, you, you've got. Um, split uh, uh, personality. You, you've got uh, competing values. On the one hand, you say you value God. On the other hand, what's mm-hmm. really motivating you is money. And so uh, you need to purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be miserable and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy be turned into gloom. Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord and he will exalt you. <clears throat> they think uh, that they're blessed because they serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. You say, you don't serve the Lord. You don't keep the law. You're, you're partial. Yourselves. Mm-hmm. You're not caring for the orphan, for the widow, the alien. Mm-hmm. That's not serving the Lord. And, and so do you not recognize that you're actually against the Lord? Mm-hmm. Um, so why are you rejoicing? You ought to be mourning. You, you ought to, you know, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner, right? Mm-hmm. Humble yourself in the presence of the Lord, and he will exalt you. This goes back to, to, to chapter 1. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Let the brother right. of humble circumstance glory in his high position, right? Mm-hmm. The way that you are, you get to glory in your high position is you have to humble yourself before the Lord and recognize that you have nothing. The rich man, let the rich man glory in his humiliation. So the rich man's got to humiliate himself so that he can be truly glorified Mm -hmm. because if he's glorifying himself through riches and position, that's the wrong glorification, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so there's really no beating this, this, uh, this humility, this system. So um, uh, do not speak against one another, brethren, right? So humble yourself so that you can be exalted. The Lord Mm -hmm. will exalt you. Do not speak against one another. That's what they're doing. They're speaking against one another. That was back in uh, in chapter three, this mm-hmm. this tongue that on the one hand praises the Lord, on the other hand judges the brother. These things ought not be this way. So don't speak against one another, brethren. Uh, <clears throat> uh, he who uh, speaks against his brother uh, or judges his brother speaks against the law and judges the law. For if you uh, judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. In other words, they're claiming that they keep the law. Mm-hmm. They're claiming their brother doesn't. That's why they're being judged. They need to recognize they don't keep the law. They're actually the ones under judgment. They need to humble themselves and weep and mourn right. uh, and Conviction. go back to their brother and confess their sins and repent mm-hmm. uh, because the law isn't judging their brother. The law is judging them. Mm-hmm. It's actually turned the focus on them. And so uh, if you uh, if you 
uh, judge your brother, you're judging the law. And that means you're not a doer of the law, but a judge of it. There's only one lawgiver, <coughs> excuse me, one lawgiver and judge, and it's not you <laughs> who's able to save and destroy. Uh, but who are you to judge your neighbor, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now, uh, let's make sure that we keep all these judges, uh, these these uh, these verses in uh, in the context, because, you know, judge not lest you be judged seems to be the only thing that, you know, people remember, people remember well, and know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, one, it's one of the two verses. Maybe they know John 3.16, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, but if they don't know John 3.16 and they know one verse in the Bible, it's judge not lest you be judged. That yep. becomes their life verse, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, no, the point here isn't that we don't judge. We're, we are to judge, but we're to judge correctly. Mm-hmm. We're to judge by a righteous standard, and and that's James's point. When you stand in front of the law as a <clears throat> as a Jew, the law condemn you. Condemns you. That's what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that you're being judged by the law of mercy. Uh, that you've been given mercy, the law of liberty, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's. Uh, that's the motivation. So, uh, so if if they hold this theology that says, since I serve the Lord, I will be blessed. I'm guaranteed of success, right? Uh, then they would think that they can come and go to a city, and they're guaranteed of success. They're guaranteed of making a profit. Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we shall go to such and such a city and spend the year there and engage in business and make a profit. You don't know that. You don't have any guarantee of that because you keep the law since you don't keep the law. Therefore, you know, you go to a city and you, you may make a profit, you may not. You may not. Uh, <clears throat> making a profit doesn't mean that you serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that were the case, then it'd be really easy to see um, and identify the people who serve the Lord the best. They're, they're the richest. Mm-hmm. And the, the the opposite would also be true. Uh, it'd be easy to see those who serve the war, uh, the Lord the least. They would be the, the poor. poorest, right? Mm-hmm. But has not God caused the poor to be rich in faith? Right. You chapter know, one. chapter one. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, it's not the it's not the poor man dragging you into court. It's the rich man, right? right. And right. so, so this whole system that you've constructed, Mister Jew, doesn't work, right? Mm-hmm. You who say we're going to go make a profit, engage in business, <clears throat> you don't know what tomorrow will will hold, uh, you are a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes away. Your life can be snuffed up, uh, snuffed out immediately. You don't know what the next mm-hmm. second holds for you. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. But as it is, you boast in your arrogance, and all boasting is evil. Therefore, to one who knows the right thing to do and does not do it to him is sin. There's a verse that's quoted all the time. Yes. Uh, it's quoted out of context all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> knows the right thing to do and doesn't do it to him is, is sin. Does the Jew know the law? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does the Jew, Jew know that he's supposed to be caring for orphans and widows? Yep. Is he mm-hmm. doing it? Nope. What do you call that? Sense. Yeah. Uh, is the Jew supposed to be partial? No, he's not supposed to be partial. So when a rich man comes in and you show impartiality, and the poor man walks in and you show impartiality, and you say, sit here, rich man, sit there, poor man, mm-hmm. what do you call that? Uh, partiality. Uh, is that breaking the law? Yep, that's sin. You know, So mm-hmm. if you know the right thing to do and don't do it, to him that is sin. Uh, and so uh, this drives us to the law of liberty, that mm-hmm. you've been given mercy, Therefore, you give it. And so uh, for five chapters, we're in chapter four, but for at least for four chapters, and we'll see in chapter five, it's the same thing. Um, this is the unified message of James, that uh, that you don't judge your brother. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, <clears throat> we do this all the time. 
right? Uh, we you'll hear this language in the in the church. You know, the Lord is blessing his business, that type of thing, mm-hmm. or, or you know, um, the Lord has blessed him with good health. Uh, and we say that almost in an unthinking way. Yeah, I don't think we think about what we're actually saying. No, and the implications of it. Yeah, the yeah. implications. If no. that's true, then the opposite will also be true yeah. that this. Poor guy over here has been suffering from you know some mm-hmm. kind of a one thing after the one other, thing after another yeah. after another yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember years ago we were in uh, Cincinnati uh, Donald Hollis one of my good friends and I we were sitting there it was Sunday morning is a it was game day and so we're mm-hmm. watching some you know television you know uh, church service and uh, I don't remember the uh, the gentleman's name but uh, um, but some of you probably do but uh, he. Uh, was suffering from cerebral palsy, uh, and he was preaching the sermon. You, you could you could barely understand what he was saying, mm-hmm. but you, you could hear what he was saying. But you had to struggle to fo- follow yeah. his words because it was a struggle for him to to, to teach and uh, and to speak. And and he uh, preached uh, the sermon on his what he called his eleventh commandment: "Thou shalt not bellyache." Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> of course we're sitting there in. Uh, you know, playing for a professional team, belly aching about uh, about our circumstance, and here's this guy who, you know, you you know, you look at him, and you say, "Man, what a tough life!" Yeah, tough life. Yeah. And um, but he had the joy of the Lord, and mm-hmm. and if you had the theology of James, if you had the theology of James, the antagonist of James, or Job's friends, mm-hmm. you'd look at this one and say, "What'd you do?" Yeah, or the Pharisees. Uh, theology. What, what did this one, or, or, or the disciples' theology? They asked Jesus, was it this man's sin or the father, uh, his, yeah, father, his father, father parents' sin yeah. uh, because of his blindness? <clears throat> um, but we misjudge because we use our own standards rather than the standards of the Lord. And, mm-hmm. and so um, I don't know how this works, uh, but in listening to that sermon, um, I think that he would uh, agree with James. Consider it joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, mm-hmm. knowing that the Testing of your faith, the refining of your faith works for endurance. Let endurance have its perfect work, that you would be perfectly complete, lacking nothing. That mm-hmm. that his faith was perfected through his trials. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how it works, right? And so when we have this bad theology that says that if you have a trial, you must be doing something wrong, you're not allowing that trial to refine your faith, and you're not helping your brother in that process. Mm-hmm. And, and so next time when we, we're going to talk about the uh, book of Job and we're going to yeah. be right back to the same discussion. Before we go for today, can you clarify, because we, we mentioned earlier, you know, judge not lest you be judged. I don't know for our listeners if we clarify this thing, because we're saying don't judge, don't judge, judge your brother here. Yep. So when is it, oh, what do you mean by that? When is it okay to judge and what What's the context of that? Yeah, and, uh, what are we this, talking about? This here? is in Matthew chapter seven, mm-hmm. uh, and in Matthew the chapter sermon. seven, this is Sermon on the Mount, and mm-hmm. and uh, and of course Jesus has, uh, you know, uh, you know says, uh, you know, do not think that I came to abolish the law and the prophets. I didn't come to abolish, but to fulfill. You know, mm-hmm. and, and then he says, and this is in chapter five, verse twenty. Uh, unless your righteousness far exceeds the Pharisees and the scribes, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Then he right. says. Uh, they teach this; they're wrong. You are to be perfect. Uh, you know, you don't uh, you don't uh, give alms the way they give alms. You don't pray the way they pray. You don't fast the way they fast. You don't regard wealth the way they regard wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, so in in the Sermon on the Mount, it is the hypocrite, the Pharisee, Pharisee that's judging others, mm-hmm. but they don't judge themselves. Uh, so it says, "Do not judge, lest you be judged." That's chapter seven, verse one. 
verse 2 clarifies verse Mm 1. For in the way that you judge, you will be judged. This is what's happening to the the antagonist in James. They're judging others, but as if they're saying, you don't keep the law, therefore you're judged. You don't keep the law, Mr. Okay. Therefore you're... For in the manner in which you judge others, in the standard of your measure, it will be measured to you. Uh, you want to judge by the law? Okay. Let's Let's, let's do that. Let's yeah, just let, lay it let, out here. Yeah, let's go. How's yeah. that going to go for you? Yeah. Not good. Right. Uh, what it's going to do is going to convict you all over again, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and you will, uh, the problem you have, Mr. Jew, is that you liked it when the mercy was for you, Jonah, Mm-hmm. You you liked it when mercy came your way. You looked in the mirror, you saw the sinner that you were, and you said, oh, yeah, thank you for the mercy, Lord. And then you walk away from the mirror, and mm-hmm. you start judging your brother in the old standard that you don't want to be judged right. with. Judge not, lest you be judged, right? So this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees saying, judge not, lest you be judged. For in this, uh, the way that you judge, it will be judged of you. For by your standard of measure, it will be uh, measured to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye and do not notice the log in your own? For how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye? Behold, the log is in your own. You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye so that you can clear. See, he's mm-hmm. not saying you don't judge your brother. He's saying you judge your brother correctly. But right. you can't judge your brother correctly until you judge yourself, judge yourself correctly, right. right? So in the manner that you judge, with you. you will yeah. be judged. And so mm-hmm. if you want mercy, give it. Uh, if you want to be judged by the law and you think that righteousness is going to come from law-keeping and you're blessed because you keep the law, well, let's see if that works. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, right? Yeah. And so, 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 that's, so that's basically we're saying our, our standard is the word. I need to first line up myself, say, how am I doing? Thank you, Lord, for the mercy. And it, it's not ignore sin. It's not tolerate sin. It's just saying, hey, we all need mercy here. And as oh, a yes. brother in Christ, we need to be pointing uh, each other to the word to say, how are we doing with this? We're not yep. doing so good. Hey, let's come to the table of the yep. word yep. and let's let's allow the conviction to bring us to the place of forgiveness and mercy and grace. Yeah. We we so, all we all come up with a list of mm-hmm. sins that we think are acceptable and sins that are unacceptable. Yeah. And the unacceptable sins are the sins we don't do. Right. And the acceptable sins are the sins we do do. It's always that way. Right. (laughs) Uh, But Jesus is reminding uh, in the Sermon on the Mount. Mm Uh, therefore, he sums it up with after mm-hmm. this discussion. Therefore, you are to be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Well, how's that going? Yeah, right? we, we, know, on, we know how that's just going. give up on yeah. that whole endeavor, right? Right. right. Uh, be better, do better. There's no, there's no fixing this mess, right? <laughs> yeah. There's no fixing the mess that is me, that is you. Every new year, us. we're going to fix the mess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, not new resolution. Way, no, I, no, you're not. not no, you're no. not. <laughs> there's only one solution right. to our sin problem, and it's death. Death. Right and resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, we recognize we need mercy, which goes all the way back to this James saying, "Endure, exactly endure right. well." Every one of the epistles, uh, it's all the well. same. It's, it's, all the, it's same. the same theology yeah. all the way through. Mm-hmm. This is the theology of Deuteronomy. This was mm-hmm. uh, the reason the law was given uh, was it was added because of transgression, so that they would see their sinfulness. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, um, you can't make a list long enough. To expose the heart. You are right. to be perfect because the heaven father is perfect. That's a good way to say it, right? You tell your kid, go clean clean your room, and they throw the junk under the bed and, and uh, say, well, there we go. No, no, no. And so you say, okay, don't 
throw it under the bed. Well, then they throw it in the closet. Okay, okay, don't throw it in the bed. Don't throw it in the closet. Well, then they throw it in the drawers. Okay, don't throw it in the bed. The closet. Just, on and it on just, and It's on. just like the, yeah. you just keep. No, the problem is the heart, mm-hmm. right? It is this this heart that is wicked, deceitful, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and the standard is the perfect character of right. God, and you don't have it. And so we all need to be continually reminded that we don't have this perfect character mm-hmm. uh, of God. It was only personified in Christ. Uh, and so we need mercy, right? And we got to give it, you know. And and so, uh, don't go back to being a Pharisee. Jesus is going to teach his disciples. Uh, it is the uh, the stumbling block. It's the millstone. It's the teaching mm-hmm. of the Pharisees. Don't go back to it. And James is writing to these Jewish believers that apparently have gone back to it. Mm-hmm. He's saying, "What are you doing? Let oh, me remind you again of how sinful you mm-hmm. are." Uh, what's the source of your quarrels? Why are you fighting? Why do you think you have this guarantee of success when you don't? Mm-hmm. All right, and so let your be- joy be turned into weeping. Yeah. Right, and so so that's chapter four. Well, thank you for clarifying. Any closing remarks before we go for that's today? It. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us, and hopefully next time, unless we chase some rabbits, uh, we hope to end this letter. So, thank you, David, for today. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. Our desire is to use the power of God's Word to change lives. For more information, download our app. Join us next week for another episode of Teach Me the Bible.